Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Quarterback Mitch Trubitsky is already stepping up for the Steelers. Isn't it great? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Call it Steelers Training Camp South. Newly signed free agent quarterback Mitch Trubisky is opening up his Florida home to his fellow Steelers quarterbacks and offensive skill players for a mini training camp to get the Pittsburgh offense in rhythm. It's exactly what you want to see in early April if you're a Steelers fan. And perhaps Mitch is making a pitch that the Steelers don't need to draft a quarterback at the end of this month, as many draft gurus are still predicting. Instead, Mitch is stating the case that he has the leadership ability and the draft pedigree of being a former number two overall selection in order for the Steelers to put the entire offense in his hands. Indeed, there's already lots of talk that now number two quarterback Mason Rudolph will be shipped out of Pittsburgh. That is, if the Steelers can get a decent draft pick in exchange for his backup services elsewhere. Of course, the Steelers will never admit that they're in rebuilding mode but they have plenty of holes to fill up and down the roster on both sides of the football. This puts every draft pick they currently possess at a premium. There's no room for a blockbuster trade allowing the Steelers to go up and get a hot quarterback prospect such as Malik Willis out of Liberty. Willis is the current quarterback de jour expected to go high to an offense needy team other than the Steelers and expect him to go shortly after 8 p.m. on April 28th. Quarterbacks with all the buzz like Willis has around them just do not last long, even in a talent-rich draft like this one. Instead, the Steelers have laden Trubisky's two-year deal with $8 million plus in performance incentives. In other words, they're giving all of the carrots to him to achieve in 2022 and to live up to that number two draft status he had back in 2017. Trubisky is all in to try to right his wayward career. He had those stops in Chicago in the last year as a backup in Buffalo. That is not the pedigree of a number two overall selection. No wonder Trubisky is doing anything and everything to impress the Steelers that he is the leader. The Steelers should be all in on him as well, at least for this season. Besides, the quarterback crop in the upcoming draft isn't as good or as deep as in past years. But there is premium talent at plenty of other positions, including wide receiver, suddenly an area of need for the Steelers. What better reward for Tubisky than the Steelers drafting a top-tier pass catcher 
to fill out the offense's array of weapons. Of course, a blue-chip offensive lineman never hurts a quarterback's rating either. Expect these draft possibilities to be the direction the Steelers go, not some blockbuster trade for Willis or even a lesser deal to go up and get Pitts-Kenny Pickett. Now, of course, if the 2022 Trubisky experiment blows up in the team's face, the Steelers would be in prime position to draft a quarterback in 2023 without expending much in the way of trades to rise in the picking-pecking order. This is the rational plan to approach the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. Moving on from one franchise QB to the next is not a one-year transition. The Steelers seem to be wisely viewing it as a multi-year journey. General Manager Kevin Colbert, Coach Mike Tomlin and company, will not allow their hands to be forced. All the time the Steelers have been spending kicking the tires on quarterbacks in this year's draft would just be preparation for the actual selection next year. Meanwhile, the Steelers will continue to fill out their roster at other positions, including at safety, where the honey badger Tyron Matthew remains on their free agency wish list. Wouldn't that be nice? So does filling weak spots along the defensive line, which still has that major question mark surrounding the playing status of Stephon Tuitt. Much work remains to be done in building the 2022 Steelers roster. But even more importantly, the Steelers are working to set up the team for a long winning run that extends into the 2030s. That's the real mission. And it's centered around the quarterback position as always. For now, the short-term and the long-term answers at QB are different for the Steelers. In the quiet before the NFL draft, Mitch Trubitsky is attempting to show the Steelers they made the right decision, at least in the short run. If Trubitsky can truly make good on his turnaround bid, he might extend his QB1 status with the Steelers beyond this coming season. Either way, he's affording the Steelers' brain trust the luxury of time when it comes to answering the team's long-term question at the most important position in the NFL and in all of sports for that matter. The story of 2022 will be a fresh start for Tabritsky a quarterback taken in 2017 over the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. He and the Steelers would dearly love a rewrite of the script that has penned Trubisky as a bust. News out of Florida, where the new Steelers QB is generously hosting his offense to get in some preseason work to, quote, throw and hang out, is very refreshing to see. Whether it translates into a real chemistry come September, we'll have to wait and see about that. Just as the Steelers will wait on anointing its next franchise QB. Hey, we have much more on the most realistic expectations for Mitch Trubisky as the Steelers QB1, plus plenty of other draft rumors and tidbits in this clock-ticking edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Live 
As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the 412 area code faith in Trubitsky to life. In Mitch, Pittsburgh trusts. Right now, let's get right to it. So you want the bottom line on the 2022 expectations for Mitch Trubitsky. I give you Mark Caboli dishing up a dose of realism in his breakdown of the Steelers' QB move, and he's writing for The Athletic. And Caboli writes this, quote, Trubitsky certainly doesn't make the Steelers Super Bowl contenders. This is more of a low-risk tryout, unquote. Hey, Caboli is correct. Trubisky cost the Steelers no draft picks in a trade, and his two-year deal has a base value of $14 million, but could reach $27 million with all those incentives aimed at performance. So what do the Steelers get for this? Back to Caboli and his athletic column, quote, Trubisky is going to be the starter ahead of Mason Rudolph, barring a colossal collapse. The Steelers don't make a move on the first day of free agency, let alone within the first hour of the legal tampering period, unless they have big plans for him. The question now is how the Steelers intend to use him. Steelers brain trust from Art Rooney II to Mike Tomlin to Kevin Colbert has talked about having more of a mobile quarterback in today's game. And that is what Trubisky does best. It's now up to offensive coordinator Matt Canada to put him in a place to succeed with a potentially better running game than Trubisky ever had in Chicago, even with the likes of Jordan Howard and David Montgomery. Trubisky is a mobile quarterback whose biggest flaw was rolling out and taking half the field out of play on many pass plays. In a way, that's what offensive coordinator Matt Canada likes with a quarterback. Trubisky has that high pedigree for a chief price and was put in a situation in Chicago where it was going to be tough to win. Not often do you get a chance to acquire a high-pedigree quarterback that went second overall, so that's a gamble the Steelers were willing to take. Trubisky was allowed to use his athleticism often in Chicago, and maybe rightfully so for a quarterback who sat only the first four games of his rookie season. But he never really got a full chance to develop. You remember, Trubisky only started one year at North Carolina, but it was a great year. He threw for 3,700 yards, 30 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Heck, the Bears were so enamored with him, they moved up one spot in the draft from number three to number two for a pair of third-round picks and a fourth-round pick. The Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to draft Trubisky. Went 29 and 21 as a starter in Chicago throwing for 10,652 yards, 64 touchdowns, and 38 interceptions, unquote. Hey, all great stuff from Caboli, as always, setting up the realism with Trubitsky. The bottom line for me, though, is Trubitsky was burdened by a ton of pressure with the Bears. And truthfully, he never lived up to his sky-high draft status. But the question is, is he really a bust? The Steelers are determined to find out. Again, Caboli gives us a dose of cold water on how these quarterback reclamation projects often turn out. He writes, quote, In reality, how many first-round pick retreads 
have gone on to turn around their career at the next stop or stops. Maybe Ryan Tannehill. There are many more examples of the failed quarterback with the team that drafted him never living up to his potential. But you cannot solely look at this signing for this year and think that's why the Steelers made a move. Trubisky will turn 28 in August, so you can look at this as a tryout to be the Steelers' long-term answer at the position without sinking a ton of money and draft capital into seeing whether it works, unquote. Hey, that last point is so critical. The biggest benefit that the Trubisky deal bestows on the Steelers, and that is the luxury of time and draft capital. The Bowley concludes this way, quote, the only way you get a franchise quarterback is to be bad enough to draft one and get lucky in picking the right one or to open up the wallet in terms of money and draft picks to acquire one who's likely aging or has some flaw attached to him. The Steelers are not up for tanking for a quarterback anytime soon, and they don't want the risk of paying big bucks and draft picks for an established quarterback, unquote. Hey, don't just take Caboli's word for it or my word for it. The dean of Steelers scribes, Ed Bouchette, writes in The Athletic that the only way these cautious Steelers will or should draft a QB this year is if they truly believe he is a franchise arm on par with Big Ben Roethlisberger, who can take the Steelers deep into the 2030s, much less 2022, the 2030s. So Bouchette writes this, quote, if not, just draft an offensive tackle and be done with it until 2023. Of course, if they wait until 2023 to draft what they would have to believe is their next franchise quarterback, that will be yet one more season lost to developing, unquote, from Bouchette. That's the sort of flip side. Okay, Trubisky allows you to wait, but if you wait, you know, if, he, if Trubisky is not the answer, you, you've lost another year. Hey, I wholeheartedly agree on with Bichette on drafting an O-lineman or, heck, a top-flight wideout this year. As for the second point on delaying development of a franchise QB, I'm not as concerned. I and a whole lot of other Steelers fans want to see how this Trubisky experiment plays out. That's the storyline for 2022. The Steelers drafting a QB in 2022 would almost be unfair to Trubisky at this point, and it would undercut all of this early buy-in that we're seeing from this new quarterback for the Steelers. And, you know, it's almost assuredly would cost them extra draft picks in this draft to go up and get a top-flight quarterback in this draft. And that's something even Bouchette has argued against. The Steelers have been recently reckless when it comes to parting with picks of late. Bouchette reminds us, quote, the Steelers were busy giving away draft picks via trade the previous three years for the likes of Devin Bush, Isaiah Latimer, Joe Schobert, Akili Witherspoon, Avery Williams, Nick Vanette, and Minka Fitzpatrick. At least one of those, Fitzpatrick, worked out, and you can debate others such as Witherspoon. None, however, helped them at wide receiver, which is now an area of need, and that may have cost them a player or two at that position in past drafts, unquote. And then, of course, Bouchette also reminds us, let's face it, the Steelers are long shots to reach a Super Bowl next season. 
and anyone who thinks they have much of a chance is what we would call a diehard. Therefore, what they have to do this year has to be with an eye toward 2023 and beyond, unquote. Hey, that is the key. This is not a one-year build, even if the Steelers don't want to call it a rebuild. And my point is, Trubisky is a big part of the long-term Steelers' plans. Whether he lasts at QB1 or not, he is allowing the Steelers to build for the future by drafting the highest number of best players available in this month's draft, rather than going all in on drafting a QB right away. And that's the key. And of course, we're going to see how this draft plays out and the rumors are going to be hot and heavy as April goes on. And we're going to have them all for you here on your Steelers Update podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news and sign up for the podcast so you get it right fresh every Wednesday afternoon. And thanks and talk to you next week. Go Steelers.